The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ, Channel 14 on Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20, Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the Gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon, a landmark in Kali for over 90 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins. That is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. We begin our musical portion of our program by calling upon our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn to sing that inspiring song entitled, 
out of his great love. Our choir will be accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and Pahaka Carter on the organ. Words for this wonderful and soothing number will be provided for your singing enjoyment, so come on and sing along with us. Thank you, choir, for their moving selection. Coming up next will be the church band under my direction to play a melodious rendition of Jesus is Coming Soon.
Well done, band, for that uplifting rendition. Our soloist Tracy Osano uses her God-given talents to serve her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today is no exception, as she gives God all the praises and glory through this very beautiful and inspiring song, He. Tracy will be accompanied by Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Iris Locke on the drums, Associate Pastor Trustee Evans Broad Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and myself on the piano.
Singing their final song for today will be our church choir singing, I've Got Peace Like a River. By laying all of our concerns at the altar, along with our problems and stress, and believing deep down in your heart that Jesus will answer in his own way and time, the sweet peace of victory will be yours. treat it is to call upon this talented ukulele trio who are not only brother and sisters in Christ, but also brother and sisters in real life. They are Deanna, Dion, and Dean Carrillo Jr. And they have chosen to play the number entitled From the First Hallelujah to the Last Amen.
Coming up next will be the blended sounds of a very faithful and hardworking couple in the Lord, Associate Pastors Timothy and Mrs. Emilia Hahn Sr. Their uplifting message reminds us that Jesus will always remain at our side if we ask Him to. Listen to the words of this most comforting song entitled, No, Not One. We would like to dedicate this lovely song to a wonderful couple in the Lord, Mr. and Mrs. Noah and Denise Taylor. May the Lord pour forth His bountiful blessings upon you and your family in this life and that to come. Have a fabulous Sunday. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. 
from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20, Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KJZZ-TV Channel 14 of Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada, Idaho, and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website JesusComingSuit.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii. Services are held in the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, Gospel services are held Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Kessner Sr. in Kanakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloa in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Bill? Thank you, Melvin. Jesus Christ is the greatest teacher and preacher of all generations. And through the power of His Holy Spirit, we are led and guided to accept His teachings without questions and without exceptions. Jesus Christ enlisted simple fishermen to follow Him and become fishers of men in His service. Hence, they did so by believing the gospel of the kingdom of God, repenting of their sins, and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Therefore, dear television viewers, Jesus Christ likewise is calling every man, woman, and child into service for Him as described in today's sermon topic entitled, Fight the Good Fight, Finish the Course, and Keep the Faith. The Apostle Paul at one time was the worst enemy of Jesus Christ and the church putting thousands to death for following his gospel teachings. However, once he was converted on the road to Damascus, he became the greatest servant of Jesus Christ the world has ever known. Hence, he won more souls for Jesus Christ than any other apostle. Acts 8.3 describes Paul's actions. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house, and hailing men and women committed them to prison. Acts 9, 1 and 2 also relates, And Saul, yet breathing out threatening and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether it were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. 
Paul, previously Saul, created havoc and wrought devastation upon the church as he breathed out threats of slaughter. Paul was a very religious man, but he was an example of having the wrong religion. He was sincere, but his sincerity was focused in the wrong direction. What did Paul have against true born-again Christians? Why did he persecute them? And what stirred him to do such actions? Perhaps the following answers may help to explain Paul's reactions. First, Paul looked for the Messiah who would bring all the nations under the royal law. Hence, when they called Jesus Christ the Messiah, Paul became outraged. Second, Paul believed in the temple and all the religious sacrifices and ceremonies. Hence, when the born-again believers of Jesus Christ said those things were out of date, Paul became furious. Third, Paul was self-righteous and did not accept the Christian advice that he must humble himself and be born again by immersion in water and be filled with God's Holy Spirit. And fourth, Stephen's preaching caused the congregation to lead Paul into Christianity. Hence, Paul found himself becoming influenced, especially when he remembered Stephen's shining face, his prayer, and his death, personally knowing that Stephen, who died a martyr, had preached the truth through the gospel of the kingdom of God in Christ Jesus. Acts 7, 58-60 describes the stoning death of Stephen and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Please keep in mind that everything Paul inflicted upon the saints, he later had to suffer himself. He had them whipped, and eventually he himself was beaten five times. He had put many born-again believers in prison and often he himself was imprisoned. Now we see him going to Damascus where there were Christians to arrest and to bring them back to Jerusalem. However, dear television viewers, Paul did not realize that this would be his life-changing journey. And likewise today, we are faced with our own life-changing journey when we come to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was looking down from heaven at Paul and he's looking directly into the lives of every man, woman, and child today. Acts chapter 9, verses 3 to 5, details Paul's conversion. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined about a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. The term pricks relates to goads, which are sharp pointed sticks used to make the oxen go forward. Kicking against them did the oxen no good because the oxen would only injure themselves. Paul didn't realize that when he persecuted the saints of God, he was really persecuting Jesus Christ, the almighty God as well. Paul also learned that day that the voice from heaven was Jesus Christ himself. Paul came to understand the understanding that Jesus Christ is the almighty God and there are no other gods besides him. 
He also soon realized that the Lord Jesus Christ, whom he had hated, is the almighty God whom he sought to serve. Paul had on his conscience the death of Stephen and the other saints whom he had put to death. He witnessed firsthand the love of God in their hearts and the peace of God upon their faces as they willingly faced death. Reading on further in Acts 9, verses 6 through 9, and he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him unto Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat or drink. Paul's spiritual conversion on the road to Damascus became his life-changing experience and a new beginning for him in Christ Jesus as a chosen vessel of God. Acts 9, 10 through 18 also relates God's purpose for Paul. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in, and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way, as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes and had been scales. And he received his sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. Jesus Christ spoke to Ananias to advise him of Paul's spiritual calling. First, Paul would be a chosen vessel to deliver the gospel of the kingdom of God to the Gentiles. And second, Jesus Christ would show Paul the many sufferings and sacrifices that he'd have to make for Christ's sake and for the sake of the gospel. Like Paul, Jesus Christ is speaking to every man, woman, and child today to be baptized by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ and to be filled with God's Holy Spirit. Therefore, let us accept God's commandment without any arguments. God's word establishes this commandment of baptism in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized 
shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Peter describes the act of water baptism in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ himself was baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan as an example for every man, woman, and child to follow. Therefore, he demonstrated the process to follow despite the fact that he was the only one of Israel, sinless and undefiled. He did not sin, and he knew no sin. Jesus Christ preached the gospel of the kingdom of God, and it is that self-same gospel that we preach on these weekly telecast presentations. It is the gospel, good news, that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. John chapter 3, verses 5 through 7 denotes God's mandated commandment. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. It takes both water baptism and the spiritual baptism of God's Holy Spirit to enter into the kingdom of God. Yes, dear television viewers, we can't have one without the other. And what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Paul was baptized, and we too must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2.38 and 39. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Today, Jesus Christ is calling a people out of a people to form his one true church and body of Christ into which we are born as members when we are baptized. The term repentance is defined as godly sorrow for sin, which means that we must acknowledge the fact that we are all born sinners. In doing so, we then must have a complete change of mind in regards to God, self, and sin. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 also relates, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls repented after hearing Peter's sermon and then asked, What shall we do? The answer to the question was given by Peter, who unlocked God's plan of salvation, using the name of Jesus Christ as the key. 
Acts 4.12 confirms being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. When we are baptized to God's family, we are thereby inherit the rights and privileges to call upon his name, Jesus Christ, at any time, and especially in time of trouble. Jesus Christ declared in John chapter 5, verse 43, I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. The name of Jesus is God's family name given to everyone who is born again of water and of the Spirit. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 relates, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Lord Jesus Christ, through the power of his Holy Spirit, took Paul into the desert of Arabia, where he had spent three years being schooled, is God's word, and the doctrine of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Hence, he received by direct revelation the same spiritual training for the same spiritual teacher, Jesus Christ, who taught the other 12 apostles. Acts 9, 26 to 28 instructs regarding Paul's preaching in Jerusalem. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him, and all he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. And he was with them, coming in and going out at Jerusalem. The saints of God in Jerusalem were afraid of Paul because of his previous reputation, but soon accepted him based on the recommendation of Barnabas. In Acts 19, verses 2 to 7, Paul asked the believers at Ephesus, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. Paul himself had a thorn in the flesh, an affliction that was painful. He petitioned Jesus Christ in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 9, saying, 
unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Through it all, Paul's life was turned around, and he willingly suffered everything for the sake of the gospel. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10 points to Paul's strong faith. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Paul commented in Galatians 6, 17, from henceforth, let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Paul was thrown in prison, and chains were put about his ankles. He was a prisoner of Caesar and in bondage to the Roman Empire. The marks of Jesus Christ were branded upon Paul when he was stoned at Lystra. These physical marks were evident upon him. However, Paul, the great apostle, also endured many spiritual scars as well. Hence, we too, as true born-again Christians, must stand up and be counted for Jesus Christ, thereby sharing the marks of Jesus Christ in our lives and declaring that we belong to Him. One of the marks of a true born-again believer is loyalty. Paul exemplified this Christian trait from the minute he met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus and throughout the rest of his life upon this earth. We too need to be loyal to Jesus Christ in every action to reap the promises that he relates. He that overcometh and endureth until the end, the same shall be saved. Paul stood up for truth and righteousness, endured great temptations, and was steadfast to his calling and purpose in Christ Jesus. Let us then be willing to display our true loyalty, having the same faithful service in our daily walk with him. Paul teaches us in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Paul writes in 1 Timothy 6, 11 to 12, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, 
Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and has purchased a good profession before many witnesses. Paul concludes in his second epistle of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verses 6 through 8, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. The Apostle Paul fought the good fight of faith, with sin to the finish, and was resting in complete victory, knowing the prize that lay before him. He had been faithful in carrying out his spiritual duties and responsibilities assigned during his lifetime here upon this earth. The Apostle Paul also preached the gospel of the kingdom of God and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, bringing a multitude of souls to the knowledge of the truth in Christ Jesus. And the Apostle Paul identifies for us the victor's crown that will be given to every man, woman, and child who is faithfully waiting for the precious appearing of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory when he will call up saying, come up hither, come up hither, come up hither. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and the church and review this telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. To conclude our program, we call upon our church band to play the message of his coming.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.